and welcome once again to the How Long To Beat podcast. I'm Rick, joined as always by Paula. Hello. This week with HD Rumble. And Alex. Hello. <laughs> Coming to us in the wake of a, quote, historic, extreme, um, tropical storm. Which, just to be clear, is nowhere near where I live, <laughs> but where my family does live. <laughs> this week on the podcast, <laughs> we are going to, as always, talk about what we've beaten, retired, and been playing. Um, this week's topic is going to be gaming-related things that we like. Gaming-adjacent, but not games themselves. Uh, and we'll finish out with the second game of... <laughs> a, a new round of How Long, long to, to Beat, to beat. The, the Game. game. The game. If We're you ever needed there. proof that I don't pre-prepare these things. I was looking at the numbers and I was like, shit, how many rounds have we played? <laughs> this is the fourth, I, I think. we've played all three. I think this is game week two. Yeah. 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 four. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry, it's like we'll the find out when we get there. of our new game. Whatever, we'll talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, Alex, Cyberpunk. That yeah. More. Yeah, so I beat Cyberpunk. Um, great. It's great. I mean, it's been having a crazy resurgence, actually, this um, past week. Like, like they said, um, CD Projekt Red said over like the past week, there have been like a million players every day playing, uh, which yeah. I'm like, okay, I think we're in the Cyberpunk renaissance. And I think edge runners deserves most of the credit for <laughs> the I new haven't finished influence. it but that anime is fucking incredible it's incredible i finished it and it's really really good it's fantastic um and and like to be fair cyberpunk is finally actually ready to be played um and so i think like and i think it's been like that maybe for a little while but i think even the most recent patch did a fair bit as well to clean things up um and yeah. so credit where it's due like cdpr that wombo combo of the anime the 1.6 patch, the announcement yeah. of the expansion, and also they've been working on it for a couple more years. Like, and I they, would, they've almost whitewashed like the whole bollocks of the last 24 months. I think they, I think they've, they've proven they're committed to it, which I, I have to give them credit because you know we have things like Anthem, right, where it releases and it's like, oh, this is shit. Abandoned. Well, Babylon's Fall, like recently yeah. announced, within a year that server's gone. Right? All those yeah. servers are gone. Not that they need more than one server for that player base, but still. And so at the very least, they've maintained. But I also, like, you know, I also kind of get it too, though, because it's like, it's, it seems like it just makes sense to continuously work on Cyberpunk because it, it is a good game at its heart. It's not like you're dealing with a game that's like, uh, anyway, right? Um, but I don't know. It can be hard to make that call. Um, I personally, I really enjoyed the end. I got like what I would call like the nomad end, which I think is the one you did, and I really liked that. Um, I thought was, it was a good round ending for sure. Yeah, I I just felt very satisfied with it. I was like, this seems like a really solid, like nice end to the game, um, and a really fun final mission, which is very you know like side kind of a like it, it's very Call uh, of Duty set PC. Yeah, yeah it's a set, set PC thing, which which is fine because the game doesn't do that often so i was like i'm fine with having one of these kind of moments it really feels like an immersive sim first and foremost like it gave me kind of deus ex vibes and like even even a little bit dishonored vibes in some ways though there's no morality thing um just in the sense that you can really tackle any um situation kind of however you want um which i really enjoyed like i did a lot of <laughs> i was a weird combination i was like a sneaking cyber hacking shotgun and heavy machine gun wielding <laughs> character who sometimes just threw everything off and just punched with gorilla arms because once i learned that you could do that 
I kind of want to play through again sometime just with a melee build, uh, a melee build, because at first I thought, no way that could be fun. It's really fun. <laughs> like, it's actually quite the melee cool. combat shockingly good in that game. For yeah, sure. it is. And like, especially like you should try with the, um, oh, the what are they called? Blades? Mantis blades. That's the one because they are sick. Like when you upgrade those, you get like a charge jump mm-hmm. and you can just fling yourself at enemies. Like it's really good. Yeah. And it- there's like, tiny spoiler you can get good blades really early on or at least you mm. could in like the the 1.0 1.1 days in one of the cyber psycho fights oh, cool. there's like a chess um i think it's in the the corpo area one of the fights there there's a chest right at the beginning and you can grab it if you're quick before the fight or you can go back and get it at the end and it's got like sick blades in it nice yeah i don't know if <clears throat> I know that they changed a lot when it comes to the loot. Like I noticed anything yeah. I was looking at, because I remember I was looking for good cyberdocs and every guide I found is outdated because when I went yeah. to get them, I was like, oh no, they've changed the requirements. Cause I think they, they just did some fair balancing. You know, the, the one kind of critique that I will give though, is that I don't, I don't really understand the leveling in this. Like to me, it doesn't just like, like I, I, I guess I, f- understand from like a game design perspective where it's like you want balance and you want the game to sort of like you know gradually ramp up and you don't overload but it also feels a little like like i'm being gated out from the play style that i want to do to use um for so long that i end up only getting to kind of use that a little bit near the end you know and it also seems antithetical to the world that they've created because cyberpunk is this world of just like fucking modify your body bro you know like just go to town um and so part of me just kind of was like i I, I don't know i I wish there was less of this like and like the street cred stuff you know like i guess i was sort of like why do i need street cred to buy things from people um anyway i don't know it's not like a huge complaint or anything it's just it's something that i feel like i'm like in some ways it felt like it was in the game just because that's kind of a thing that we have in RPGs. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, the, the cred thing, to be fair, it's like, and you see it a little bit reflected in the anime as well. There's things you, you can just buy, and there's things that you can only buy if you know the right people. Yeah, and I mean, I get that, but honestly, I would prefer if it was like doing a quest for them. You know what I mean? Like, it, like actually... Cause... I think I would as well, but yeah, yeah. I, I get it. And especially when they have all these gigs. Like, why, why, don't they, why aren't the gigs just connected to... Like, cause like, I, I know technically they are right. Like theoretically the way it works is that like you do a gig and the gigs really boost your street credit, but you can boost street cred in way other ways. And like, I was max street cred well before, like I didn't even do it. Like not even a quarter of the gigs because my maxed out my street credit after doing a couple. <laughs> I, I have to say one thing that looking back is fucking hilarious and it didn't bother me too much when I played it. Um, in the marketing, the lead up, they made a big thing about like, the fixers and the job um, mm. allocators in each area. So like your Wakakos and your Padres. Yeah. It's kind of meaningless. It's totally. They, <laughs> and they have this call at the beginning and I know there's a couple that you can go and meet. There's that quest line with the gun with the personality where you're supposed to give him back mm. to one of the fixers. Oh. They're so superfluous. I, Cyberpunk's a weird game where like I had a 10 out of 10 time when I played it. Mm-hmm. I think looking back at it, I only really remember the negatives, which is a shame. Yeah. Because the game on the whole was incredible. And I'm sure I'll love it all over again when I go and play it on PC or next gen. Um, but see, I think, but it, it's such a weird one. 
Yeah, that. But I think what you're you're hitting at it here though is that it is very fun. Like it is a game that mm. I I had a blast with, like no regrets yeah. at all. It's just that because it is quite fun, it's at that point where you're like. Now, as I think back, I'm like, there are things that I'm, you know, I, okay. I was watching um, Tim Rogers action button review of Cyberpunk because I realized once I beat it, I was like, I can watch Tim Rogers video now. Watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> Seven remake one. I'm exactly the same. I'm like, I need to play this so I can watch this. I know. I'm finally like caught up on his things, but he talks about how, and I love he talks about how it's like Cyberpunk 2077 is all games at once. Like when it comes to like yeah. AAA games and it really is, it's like trying to be every freaking AAA game. Like it's like grand theft auto but then it's also being like uh like the immersive sims like deus ex and like fucking um and then it's got all the rpg elements from modern games like when you're thinking of like it's just there's so much shit in it like it's just every modern like what you would like mix of them all together and it creates what is a very fun game because i think it takes most of what's good about those games and even has like a magic system right like <laughs> which is cyberhack <laughs> um and at the same time though there are things that just feel like they're there for the sake of it in like an open world sense, because I think the yeah. world they made is fucking beautiful. Like I love night city. It's incredible to spend time in. Like I, I there was definitely moments where I just walked around night city for a little bit, just looking at shit. Oh, it was sure. really cool. Um, and that's why I think I was so disappointed that the fixers didn't matter at all. Cause I actually, a couple times I went to them cause they have an icon. And so I walked up and I was like, well, what do I do? And they're like, talk, and they'll just give me a stock line. And I was like, that's fucking it? What? It's the the invincible news. That's the best part. You don't. Right? <laughs> it, yeah, it's... I, I couldn't agree more. Like, the world is beautiful, and you do feel like there are parts where they miss the trees for the woods in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. they're so focused on fitting everything in there that a lot of the detail gets missed. Yeah. Anyway, this sounds sort of oh, right. like like lukewarm, but like I I can't I cannot emphasize enough how much fun I had with this game. Like I really I had a blast. Yeah. Like it was the only game I was playing for quite a while because I was like I'm fucking in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's Cyberpunk. You should play it, Paolo. I think you'd like it. I agree. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I could in theory because my boyfriend has his own uh, Steam and I can. Oh like uh get it from his steam library because we have like a family group thing going on yeah. a steam chair that's the thing uh but i don't know there's something about it that doesn't just doesn't call me in a way okay. like i like watching people playing it but i don't uh, feel like playing it okay that's fair i mean if you enjoy watching it that's all good. Yeah, I might, I might <laughs> give it a try one day that I'm, that I'm like, oh, I wonder what, what can I do, which happens more often that <laughs> I, I, I care to share. <laughs> and maybe I'll play it because I'm like, what else can I do? Oh, That's I can fair. play Cyberpunk. That is very fair. <laughs> um, well, if you do end up playing it, let me know because I want to know what you think of the game. Um let me see. Oh, I've also I've been doing a lot of play date because it's just been kind of fun and it's I've been a little busy over the last like week or so, so it's been nice to kind of just chill for a little bit and uh you know, pick up a little a little cute little thing once in a while. Um I will say um that let me see here actually hold on. Uh never mind. Well, anyway, week 4 of um the play date 
was like bangers big time like very very good Ooh. and very fun and i would even say like i have week five coming up here uh, which also look like they're gonna be good um so well okay actually one of them is very cool the other one is f- a fun kind of arcadey novelty I'll put it that way where it's not bad but i cannot see myself playing it for at all anymore i just went through each stage and For was at like all anymore good yeah <laughs> exactly they're my good grammar there um but the other one is like a really there's like one that does um some cool stuff with sound and uh very good sounds too which i liked so yeah really fun really fun week there I, i'm fucking digging the season of games thing like i'm really enjoying it i um kind of hope that they do this again in the future like i really hope there's a season two because um getting two games each week it's like the perfect drip feed um and it seems like and i don't know if this is necessarily true but like they'll have like one game that's like a little shorter or kind of arcadey and then they'll have one game that feels like a little more um involved each week which um is quite nice uh in general i don't think i've experienced any game longer than like an hour and a half or so you know um which i appreciate (laughs) (laughs) you know i come to my play date for some short fun experiences like bloom has definitely been the longest game that i've played but it was also like probably the best so that's fine (laughs) um but i can see myself returning to a lot of these uh, over over time and i got so many it's great um i also beat a little game called life's too short which was in the itch.io bundle uh it's a little uh he plays a ghost. It's a point and click adventure. It's fine. Um, it's kind of cute. It reminded me of like, I had a Scooby-Doo Game Boy Color game uh, when I was a kid that you had, it was like a, yeah, you like walk around a shaggy and, stuff, and I remember loving it. It was super obtuse and I don't think I ever beat it as a child and I probably will never beat it because it's likely horrible. But um, it kind of reminded me of that, though it is broken um, in the sense that there's a section with a dog. So the, this dog chases you out. But if you walk in, and press right or left, you'll dodge the dog and your playdate will just say, you have to restart. You get like a, a broken screen because you, you basically broke the game because the game doesn't think you should be able to do that. And then there's no saving. So you have to completely restart. Um, and it's like, but it's like a 20 minute po- like point and click, honestly. Um, yeah. But it's annoying. Yeah, I was like, bro, yeah. you got to fix this shit. Like, I don't know. You, you got to do something. But I think it was like their first time, like their first time develop, definitely first time on the playdate. Um, but anyway, it's it's cute. It's very like you know you're in a haunted mansion, you're a ghost solving problems for a bunch of the weird monsters who live there. It's cute. Um, sketch share share solve 150 fucking uh, nonograms, and I beat all of them, and it was wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I think you're able to get others. Um, like you can download more because it's called Sketch Share Solve, but uh, I don't know how. I haven't looked it up yet. Probably won't because that is a recipe for disaster for Alex because he'll play way too many. Yeah. So <laughs> life's too short. Exactly. I'm actively choosing not to because I will play way too many of them. <laughs> um, that's it for me. Just some play date in Cyberpunk. Rick. Oh yeah. Big completion week for me. Mm. Lots. And, and two long-standing ones. The first of which, let's get straight into it. I finally beat Days Gone. 2022 has been the year of just like big whale beats. Yeah. Um, what a roller coaster Days Gone is. The final act, really good. Mm. Like, 
my main criticism of the game is that it takes about 25 hours to get to the good good. Um, like, the, the game really starts to pick up and accelerate once the, the sort of mid-second act twist happens. And like I said last week, the twist isn't necessarily a surprise, but the way it's played out is, and the way that it's told enhances it. And where the story goes from there is very different to where you feel like the story is going initially. Um, during the first half, it seems a bit aimless, but it actually finds direction at that point once it starts moving. Um, the gameplay never particularly gets too far beyond fine, and that's a problem. The story is excellent, and I think talk of a TV series is probably well-founded, or at least if it's there, it's well-grounded, because there is an excellent story there, and it deserves to be retold. One thing that was surprising and very, very disappointing is how good the hordes are and how woefully mismanaged they are as a gameplay system. So playing the main path, you have to face hordes, I think, three or four times. The first time you fight the horde, incredible, because it's set up as this amazing thing and you've got a new weapon that's going to let you fight them. And it's a real tactical, dragged by the seat of your fucking pants experience because you set these traps and then the way the horde is it never goes to plan and they find you the game is definitely like geared for them to find you way more easily than they're supposed to but they find you and then you've got to run and you've got to manage it while you're running away from them and you're picking away and you're picking away and it feels endless until it doesn't and then you've got this last 10 20 30 zombies and you're like shit i can do this and you start picking away and you keep running and eventually that horde is one zombie and you kill them and at that precise moment the game feels like a 10. And then two missions on the trot, you have to fight hordes in different locations and it's exactly the fucking same setup. And I was so disappointed. So it was like, man, that's not fun anymore. You can't just go again, but here now. So really, really frustrating. And that's right at the back end of, the, of this story, right before the final set piece, which is quite good to be fair. And the story ties itself up really nicely. Um, there's a real fun moment at the end that I won't spoil that there was a bait and switch and it was lovely. I can't recommend this game, but there were parts of it that I really truly loved. And it's a real tricky one to decide how I feel about in totality because the gameplay was middle of the road with some bright spots and some kind of low spots. It's worth saying on the hordes as well. Um, in true open world minimap fashion, once you've fought the first horde, um, on your minimap, it shows you all the other hordes. And there's a, a quest line where you just play and beat all the hordes, um, which didn't sound like my kind of fun. So I didn't do it. Um, I know people who did do it because I, I spoke to friends who played the game afterwards. And they were like, did you beat all the hordes? I was like, did I fuck? And they're like, you should have beat all the hordes. I was like, why though? You just should. No, you shouldn't. Because they're, they're probably the same <laughs> fucking thing over again. That's Always all I experienced. the greatest um way to convince someone why because you should <laughs> yeah because i because i said so dummy <laughs> just like roll like a minus three on persuasion right there <laughs> uh, there's greatness in there and it's not managed properly and as a result like as an overall package i think i gave it a seven and i think that's probably about a fair reflection on the whole 
there's better uses of your time. And that that's the sad thing because like I say, that horde moment, and there were a few similar type things where everything came together and I was having the best time. And then it all just fell away again. It, it wasn't able to hold itself together properly. Um, and it's worth saying, even all this way back, obviously the game was buggy on launch. There are still a fair few bugs. I still had quite a few issues. Um, in particular, one that made me laugh was one of the big, nasty um, zombies called uh, Breaker that you only start to find towards the end of the game. Um, got stuck fighting an imaginary enemy on top of a car that it had no right to climb. Um, and so I ended up just picking away at it once I'd beaten all the other zombies. It's like, well, this kind of breaks the immersion. Day's gone. Gone and sort of forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Um, onto a way worse game. And I only played this because it was an Amazon freebie. I should say, actually, neither of you played Dead Days Gone, have you? And I imagine neither of you are particularly inclined to. Correct on both accounts. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> Galazzo Soccer League is a game that Amazon gave away for free via Twitch Prime. It's a really, really bare-bones arcade soccer experience. Not good. Don't waste your time. Go and find like the PS2 Sensible Soccer 06, which was quite good, or play FIFA. There. Um, next up, I finished Automaton Lung for the 3DS. Actually, while editing, not the latest episode of the podcast, but the episode before, I believe, because I think that was my editing week. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. Really good podcast game because it's kind of mindless and there's no story. And the objective is very, very straightforward, albeit it's not very well communicated to you. Um, I don't know if I completed the game because I kind of rolled credits. And then at the end, on the bottom screen, I had Luke, I think it's Luke Thomas, um, the creator of the game. His name's in the bottom corner on a black screen. And then on the top screen is the player character in a ball of fire doing an endless spiral. And I left it for five minutes. So I was like, I wonder if this is leading somewhere. I pressed all of the buttons multiple times. I don't know what was supposed to happen, so uh, I quit out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my last experience with the title. Just like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, like, there's a big overworld, and there's a place where you can play through 21 miniature levels with five objective MacGuffins to find in each. Um, when you find all five in a level, it boosts your health bar, and that helps you when you're fighting the final bosses. You can tell this was someone's early stroke first effort at game dev. You can tell this was made to an excruciatingly tight deadline. And it's incredible that there is some fun in spite of all of those caveats. It's an interesting curiosity. If you've got a hacked 3DS, by all means, give it download and try. Um, if you don't, you are missing very little. Um, <laughs> I, I, had, I had an okay time with it. It, it. it wasn't bad. And, you know, there's a lot of redeeming qualities, but it wasn't particularly good either. Um, and finally, and I literally beat this this afternoon on the train home from work before we recorded, uh, Live Alive, great game. Like Days Gone, that final act's a doozy. Although it helps that the game before it is much better. Um, I don't know how far you've got in this, Alex. Is it worth talking about it briefly now while it's here? Um, maybe briefly. I, I've beaten all eight chapters, and now I'm about to start... Assembling the Avengers, yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so How I've much... beaten that bit. Sorry, yeah. Sorry go on. I'm, I'm curious, like, is it significantly longer after you beat the eight chapters or is it like, does it wrap up fairly quick? 
it's as long or as short as you want it to be. So I don't think this is massively a spoiler. Like I think it's obvious from the setup of the game that all eight characters come together at the end. Yeah. So in that ending bit, when it comes together, um, you choose a character to play as. Now, without spoiling anything for people who are listening, um, if you play as Orsted, and you'll know what I mean by this, Alex, there is a mm-hmm. different ending chapter. That's the one bit I've got left to do. Um, I ended up choosing Sundown as mine because I remembered how powerful he was from the playthrough, um, and he is a fucking beast. Um, there are optional dungeons for each character's bonus weapon, okay. and you build a party of four. Now, if you get four characters together and just go straight to Archon's Roost, uh, you can probably blast through uh, leveling in your ability to actually beat that last boss, allowing in maybe an hour. Um, okay. I ended up spending a third of my overall runtime, roughly, in the final area, because I did five of the seven optional dungeons. Um, I found every character, because that's the only way that you can get the best ending. Gotcha. Um, I did a little bit of extra leveling in the town, um, and I did a little bit of harvesting for items and stuff like that. Um, the game really comes together at the end. Once you've got a party of four with all their big skills and you're facing properly aggressive and actually challenging configurations of enemies, that's when the battle system finally starts to sing. Because I know we've both sort of said that the, the combat is good, but it's not fully utilized in the, in the character chapters. It, it all comes together at the end. Nice. It okay. really comes together. And the ending, the ending is probably the strongest part of the game. The story actually starts to go somewhere in totality. And I really love the themes they build on and, and what they're trying to say with the game. Cool. I really felt surprised by how well it, it found a voice at the end. And that was a real pleasant surprise. Um, this is a great game. And I think if you're a fan of RPGs, this is, this is a great one to go for. I think if you want to dip your toe into RPGs, I think there are better places to start. I think Chrono Trigger is the obvious. Um, but you can't go far wrong if you try on this. Um, I think it, it's user-friendly enough and it's beginner-friendly enough that it would be an interesting starting point. I think it's maybe a little bit like Undertale, but not in the same way, in mm. that I don't think you get a full appreciation for the innovations and the things it's doing differently if you don't have an understanding of the, of the genre beyond the game. That said, I think a beginner could get a lot from this game and still have a really great time playing it. Um, I'm glad I supported this on launch. I think it's a really cool thing that they've gone back and brought this title out of Japan and and made the effort to modernize it and bring it forward. Um, And I'm glad that it it brought it all together because I was a little bit worried the final act might be a a bit of a damp squib. I was worried that it might just be a throwaway thing, but quite the opposite. It feels like everything has led towards that point um and i'm going to go back and play the orsted chapter but i'm considering it completed for the purposes of what we're talking about here nice um this is another one power i actually think you get quite a lot out of um because there's there's a relatively heavy story focus um it's on switch i think that that really is a boon for this kind of game i think it's incredibly well suited to pick up put down um particularly with being able to save anywhere and all of the um quality of life improvements that they've made with the game as a whole. Um, it was great. I loved it. I'm glad I played it. It was like, I ended up leaning on an eight, but it's a proper eight and a half out of 10 game. Um, yeah. And I was thinking that one, that Live Alive is one of the games that is currently like on my wish list. 
Mm. But currently, since there's other uh, releases and stuff going on, like, and the prices of games have been like climbing like crazy, I'm like just waiting for a very steep sale, hopefully, mm. before picking it up. You'll probably get like a 50%. I feel like Squeenix in six months will probably put a, a decent sale on it, but. I think so. It's already not a full-priced game, so... Um... Yeah, it's like thirty-four ninety-nine on the eShop, right? I think I paid the same Oh, is it? I thought it was a full-price game. No, 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 no. Was, no. Uh, was there a physical copy of this? Yeah, and But it released again price. at cut price. I paid th- I paid the same price as digital for physical. I might have even saved a fiver. I can't remember. I also got a really oh. nice bookmark with it. But my which... current... Like, I fucked my uh, game store because... They led me to believe that it was a full price game because that's how they price it. Oh, well, they're full of Naughty shit. They're doing that. I yeah. mean, I guess regional <laughs> pricing differs. Like, I don't know, but maybe it is full price set by the publisher in that area. But um, I know it's cheaper here in Canada um, than a full price release. And if you go on the US eShop, which I think is what you do a lot of the time, if I remember yeah. correctly, you'll find that it's not a full price release there either. Yeah. Well, then I'll wait for, for a sale before I jump into it. Yeah. Still. Because whenever it goes because on Because there are still like way too many games on the backlog. Yeah. Oh god, I know that feeling. I, Switch is a fucker for it. Can we just take a tangent to appreciate how much of a nasty system the Switch is for getting you to buy games, sometimes buy games again, just because you want to play them on Switch? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I bought I've Velocity 2X for the third time. Oh, I'm an god. idiot. <laughs> I 100 percented it on Vita, and then I bought it on PS4 because I wanted the disc and the booklet and the director's commentary. And it was 2.99 on Switch. I was like, doll, I guess I'll buy it a third time. Oh, I no. got realized three times because of the switch. <laughs> and completed uh, it to 100%. I think I'm times. a little different just because I've been getting into PC gaming now. I'm in the opposite way. So I just rebuy them on PC at this point. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And it's the same thing where, like, to be fair, like, for third party titles, non Nintendo stuff. Regular and deep discounts are common both on the eShop store and on Steam. Right. Doubly so you've got like bundles and those options that you don't necessarily have with Switch. It's also worth saying my employer has an incentive thing where you can cash in um, <clears throat> points you get every month if you're hitting targets and things like that for things like Nintendo Switch vouchers. Oh, fuck. So <clears throat> I, I can't remember the last time I paid for a digital Switch game. It all comes out of my funny money points. That's great. Good old funny money. Well, so yeah. I also like I feel like 2K's trying to just like give away their fucking games cuz I think I own all of 2K's <laughs> games on so many platforms and I don't think I paid more than 10 bucks for it all. So I'm like <laughs> they just so many like XCOM 2 is just like it's complete so- for 4 pounds on Switch and I was like, yes. "Oh man." Well, the yeah. on Switch and then also I got like the whole thing on like fucking PC for like even less than that. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I have I have XCOM 2 everywhere, honestly. I have XCOM 2 on like full complete on my PC, Xbox, and I don't think I bought it on Switch, but I, I could for four bucks if I wanted. No, I think I do have it on Switch. Eh, whatever. And I think in total, if I were to calculate how much I paid for all of them, maybe $10. <laughs> so I'm like... Yeah. Which honestly... My, my dilemma now... Sorry, <laughs> That's it. Uh, my, my dilemma now is I want to play a strategy game, but I'm spoiled for choice because I have XCOM 2, mm-hmm. Mario Rabbit's the first one, Project Triangle Strategy... Tactics Ogre on PSP, which I still haven't started, and they're about to release mm. the remake in November. And so now I'm like, well, do I rebuy it? I wouldn't or bother like, waiting I... for Tac- I, I'd wait for Tactics Ogre. I feel like any modern upgrades they bring would probably be worthwhile. 
almost none by the looks of it, because it's the same pixel art. Like, they're bumping it up a little bit, but I'd but be happy to play on PSP again. improvements, I think, is what's like... Marginal. They're, they're rebalancing the way that it's all working. It's probably going to be more grindy. So on, on the PSP version, I your upgrades are per class, and yeah. in the new version, it's going to be per character. Hmm. So you've got a little bit more granularity, but also it's going to take longer to level people up, presumably. Wouldn't it be the opposite? Because per class... You, you'd have to because you, you're going to have a level as a character so you can switch out classes so it's going to it's going to take less grinding because you would have to grind every single class that you switch to as a character you see what i mean no because they, it's it's class across the party is that how that works so if, if you have if you have three archers <laughs> their class level goes up collectively oh i see what you're saying but now um, that class level is per character as well as the character's individual level, as I understand it. Right. I, I need to look back into that's also, it. I, yeah, I, I, that's kind of a, that's pretty classic now. Like, that's what triangle strategy does. Like, it's, it's a per character sort of thing. Yeah. What, what I actually think it ends up encouraging is you using certain characters and swapping your characters out frequently, um, which is kind of nice. But anyway, whatever. I don't know anything about it. Who knows? I would recommend playing Mario and Rabbids, though. It's extremely good and very fun. I, I'm really excited yeah. to play it. But it's like, which one do I do first? Decisions, so I don't know. Um, um, anyway, I know what you won't on. be doing next, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let, let's have a look at the one retirement that we have this week, which is yourself. Yeah, Civ Six. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> like, I grew up playing Civ Two. I loved Civ Two and Civ Three big time. Uh, I don't have, I don't have the hours that it takes to fucking play that game. It's. <laughs> You know, I realized that there are are kind of like two camps, right? Like, Grand Strategy, I do enjoy some of them. Um, But I'm realizing RTSs I enjoy more just because it's fast and I'm engaged and I have to move and go through. And like, yeah, it can be overwhelming, but it's also, I find a little more fun. I just, I can't, I get bored. I can't wait that long. I think Civ makes perfect sense when you're playing against friends, right? I think that is its ideal best case use where you're playing against a bunch of pals and you're like, you're swapping, you know, you're waiting for their turn kind of deal. And then it's like perfect that way, I think, because you just come in, you check a little bit, you move on, right? But when you're playing it, like, you know, I didn't even get like a quarter of the way through a match and it was like three hours. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's, this is too long. <laughs> yeah, and, I get that. Yeah, it's, Right? And it's just too finicky and like, I just... I don't fucking know what to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much shit in this game. There's just so much shit, which is awesome if you love it. But you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to build a fucking monument. I don't know. Who knows what that'll do? And then you're like, all right, what district should I build? Oh, you're telling me I should make more cities every time I make a fucking city. I'm done. (laughs) I just like, I'm like, I'm checking out. And then anyway, I just, I can't. And then because I got it and I have all the expansions, there's like so much extra shit in it now. There's like natural disasters and stuff. And I'm like, and then the problem is, okay, theoretically you could shut those off and just play the original base game. But the original base game is much worse because there's a lot of improvements and like quality of life things that are in the fucking expansions. So you're like, all right, I guess I have to, I guess there's no option to just turn off some of the fucking more advanced features of this fucking thing. So now I just have to play with like a trillion rule sets that I don't understand. And what's the world conference? What am I voting on? I don't even understand what's happening. <laughs> You're just like, and I played through the tutorial. The tutorial doesn't teach you how to do much of the game. It like, it walks <laughs> you through like the basic button presses, but you're like, 
can someone just walk me through like management of my cities? Like, what am I trying to do right now? <laughs> but like, I think I just have to go online and watch videos. And then I was like, you know what? I wanted to play a video game, not a lecture series. I'm done. I can't do this. <laughs> so I just kind of checked out. Um, plus, it is one of those games that as you start it, like, it feels like you're staring down a tunnel of like hours and hours of your life that is just going to get poured into this fucking thing and you're going to lose in the end anyway. And you're just like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I really don't. <laughs> so I was just done. I hate waiting. Like half the time I just have to like press wait, you know, skip turn while my fucking ship is like moving across the fucking, anyway, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rant. It's amazing. Like, like, don't get me wrong. It's obviously great. Like it's fucking civilization six, you know, like it, like, they know what they're doing with their stuff. It's just that it's not for me, you know? Um, I've seen lots of people playing, like, I, I, I think, like, you know, the community plays Unsith quite a bit too, which, again, like I said, that looks, that looks like it's probably a blast playing with, you know, other folk and waiting for turns, but not this way. Do either of you have much experience with Civilization? Absolutely, I, I have played Civilization. I hate it. I love okay. tabletop games. I love, I, I don't think I play Karan. But I played another kind of like Civilizations, battle strategy games, uh, tabletop. And I have the pages for that. But for some reason, Civ 6 uh, battle system is eternal. Like you have to wait forever to, for anything to happen. Yeah. And it's just not for me. Like I like the quick setup of other games. I like maybe the turns of other games, but like, Steve just takes everything and just matches everything that I don't like. And give me a second. Yeah. Go say, you're both really selling it to me. Well, no, well, I'm not trying to. But like, <laughs> Age, like, it's like when I think of something like Age of Empires, it's like you, when you enter into a game, at most, realistically, your game will be about an hour long, right? Like that, And that's a long game. Most of yeah. the time, it's more like 30 minutes. And it can go shorter than that, too, if you're playing against, like, you know, uh, actual people. And to me, it that feels great, right? Like it's it's a good amount of time where you're like, all right, you finish, you feel good, you're like, we did quite a bit. Civ, that game can go on four literal days, like <laughs> honestly, because it, it, they're so long, um, and win states can just move so much, right? And like anyway, I just I don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I'm in I'm in good company here. So look, if you do like uh, actually, if you do like civilization, I would love to hear why or or how or or any fucking tips, honestly, that you might have. Because I, I think there are a couple players. Like I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. I think Froy is really good at it. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Um he's played a bunch. I know there are people in our in our Discord community who've played a bunch of Civ, but I think friends of the show, Dune and Avatar, are also on Civ players. Yeah, I yeah, I know they play Unsiv, yeah, which I, I don't really know anything about Unsiv besides it being a like free source game of Civ, right? Like that's the idea, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Sure. That's it. Let's move. <laughs> yeah, Rick's like, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> um, and let's am, jump into uh, more strategy games. Yes. Oh yes. Why don't you regale us, Paula, with what you've been playing? Well, I've been playing a little bit of Page of Empires for like at most I played like a unranked match. Unranked match. Sorry. Uh, mainly because I've been doing a lot of like other stuff that is game related but isn't quite playing games. Mm -hmm. 
mm. link to the topic. <laughs> okay, um, now the topic makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, but also uh, because university is killing me. Mm. So there's there has been like a lot of stuff to do like in real life, so I don't have the quite the same amount of time to play games. For the same reason, on your fear of faded memories, I've only begun. I just began like to uh, ending hunt the other Nicola Francesca's endings, like the bad ending, the normal ending, and then I'll jump into Storia Triste, that is like the uh, sequel to the bad ending. Um, prequel. I don't know if the bad ending has uh, a sequel on on the next game. I don't know. Um, but at the very least, I want to do, like the. Um, I want to say like the happy ending chapter after the happy ending before I jump into another road. Yeah. And another game that I can say, if you count as playing, moving like a couple of squares left and then having to do something else playing is the lane of Saldaming to the past. <laughs> moving on. The other game that I've been playing that I forgot to put in the agenda is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate because um, my nephew was on vacation like this week because Fiestas Patrias and in his case he had this week and not the last week that I have. And I promised him we played some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate online. The online sucks. Sucks us. But if my nephew is happy playing, even if it's over laggy internet, then I'm happy. And he actually won his first match against me like in a in a long time. So it's like, yeah, little one. Uh, progress and train and then beat the master. Mm. Not that I'm too much <laughs> no, better at uh, playing Super Smash Bros. Ultimate because, well, I. No, I actually can win against my boyfriend in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. But I'm not like pro level player, so it's a, like an unbelievable thing. I just play for fun. That's the thing. Don't we all? And. The other game that I've been playing that, oh my god, I hate my friends because they got me into another gacha game, uh, is Guardian <laughs> Tales gotcha. for Android. Ah. They got, oh my gosh. <laughs> Rick's humor is spreading on the cast. Like, we had it coming like, oh, okay, so when Just do I even start now. like complaining <laughs> now? And this is like, this is a top-down action RPG where you have your hero and a party with three other heroes and you just go like stage by stage like beating the monsters. But also, there's a lot of puzzle solving uh, in this game where you have to like, I don't know, move blocks so you can uh, press like certain switches at, at the same time. There's like the typical like torch or fire puzzles. Um, there's also a thing with ghosts in the current level that where I'm at, where you have to like cover the the line of sight of the ghost so they don't scare your party, and you can go ahead on the level. On the level, there's also like a multiplayer component which I am not quite, I am not there yet, which is the Colosseum, where you can play one on one against other players. And also, there's like a guild system where you join a guild and you can like defeat like super bosses 
that are like um on that are like renewed with each banner. There's also uh, six elements, which are water, fire, earth, and basic light and dark. And there's like two um, uh, kind of like rock, paper, scissors, triangles of those. So basic beats light, I think, light beats dark, dark beats uh, basic, and then you have water beats fire, fire beats earth for some reason, and earth beats water. And that to my uh, Pokemon trader brain just feels wrong because in Pokemon it is the other way, but anyway. And right now I'm at world three on level two. Which to you guys doesn't mean shit right now. But in the first world, you, you, you kind of like go through a portal and like get lost and you have to rescue like the little princess. And then you have to go to the next uh, world or country. And then you have to, um, there's like a horde of demons coming and you have to help protect a city. And then in world three, you are in a, this is weird because we, I ride to a magic school and it is a haunted magic school. So you have to, uh, what was the, the, the point of the game in this part? I think it was like, there's a ghost problem here. We Great have question. to help them. <laughs> <laughs> the point is to spend as much money as possible on microtransactions. Here's the thing. Ah. This game actually treats you like a human being and not like a walking wallet. Hmm. Wait, I'm not a walking wallet? Yeah, like Jesus it Christ. Really... Sorry, I just looked up what? the hours, like, like on how long to beat for completion. Do you just want to guess what the completionist hour is on this? Oh God, I'm gonna say four figures. It is. A, it Your has to guess. be like. Oh shit! Oh, that was tongue in cheek. Oh God. Yeah, it's eleven 1, hundred. And now, listen, there's only been a couple <laughs> in, right? Like, there's only really been like two, so it could just be baloney. But eleven 1, hundred hours, and then one hundred thirty five for main story. So this game never ends. Also, what the fuck? Yeah, like I think right now the game is still like ongoing in the sense that the story is still being written. Uh, yeah, just the, like the fastest, with Genjin Impact. The fastest completion is one hundred and twenty hours. That, that's yeah, the we, completion. Yeah. Oh my that's god, nice. this is made by. Sorry, sorry, Paula, you you've you've like unleashed something here because this is made by Cacao Games, which I don't. I doubt either of you have ever heard of Kakao, but Kakao is the Korean messaging app. So like I have it because my you know, partner is uh, Korean Canadian, like her parents. Anyway, everyone, everyone who's Korean uses this app. It's like, um, uh, it's like, it's like WeChat um, or for like uh, China, like, or, or was it we, we, anyway, there's, there's a whole... like line for Japan. Maybe. I don't know what Japan uses. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is just funny. Okay, so this is like this is like a phone company's subsidiary, and they're making games now. Wild, keep keep enthralling us. <laughs> they make quite yeah. a few games as well. There's one. Okay, there's quite a few that I like the art of, which is no no indicator of the game, but like, hey, they might be good. I don't know. <laughs> they they've got quite a few. Guardian Tales looks cute. It looks very good and it has like a lot of references to other games 
and other media. So, for example, there was like uh, a character that totally doesn't have like a hoodie and a tunic like Link. And she was looking for the Master Blade on the forest. And something happened, and it, and it was like stupid because we got to the Master Blade first, but then there was like an incident where the Master Blade broke and the um, uh, blacksmith that was like there at the time, which by the way, he broke the Master Blade, was like, hey, don't worry about the Master Blade. If you need to uh, defeat the big, big monster, why don't you just use this? And he just gives her like a plasma gun or something like that, which is, and that I don't know in what energy it operates because it was like a weapon of past destructions and totally not Link just said, yeah, this will do, thank you. And she just walks away. And there was like another reference that was to Dragon Ball Z, where the characters just went like not Super Saiyan and just start like those teleportations battles, and you have to, and you just have to like hit them where they appeared before they continue the battle and destroy everything. And there was like another where um, there was a character who wanted to be like King of Pirates, like in One Piece. So there's like a lot of references and there's like a wiki full of them. And I don't know, it is a very cute game in general because the story like makes some fucking sense in reality, but it just like, it, it has like some very sweet moments. Like it's not like, the story is actually like quite enjoyable. I mean, it's like, a, I feel like it is better than Genshin Impact as a mobile game. Because Genshin Impact, you can play hours like on the computer if you want to, but um, it doesn't lend itself as well in the sense of, hey, I'm just going to play a little bit and then like go on with my day or like I have five minutes on the bus, I'm going to play like a couple of games. So in that case, uh, Guardian Tales it lends itself beautifully to those like little pockets of time that I sometimes have. And also, if you want a certain resource, and you have like a lot of coffee that is the stamina of this game, holy fuck, they give you coffee, like, here's a cup of coffee. Oh, it is 12, it is 12 p.m. Or 12 p.m. a.m.? It is 12 p.m. Here, take another like 500 cup of, of coffee that is like around like, four to five stages, depending on the cost of the stage. And you, you, you can just play four hours if you don't uh, go farming resources. Because There's I... free parlor, be careful. <laughs> yeah, but still, I have a friend that has played this game for a couple of years now, maybe. Mother of one all that, that is holy. I mean, uh, anyway. <laughs> a year or two. I don't know for how long this game has been out. No, but I, she I, has played right. a lot of hard deals and she hasn't uh, had the... She says, I don't have the need like to spend a lot of time here. Like, they really give you uh, the amount of uh, currency like just daily 
to do like a temple like every other day. And just for the anniversary, they give you like a temple daily for a week. And if you don't, if you want a very specific character and you have very bad luck, you can just get the character with the tickets you get from the polls. Um, because there's a character that I've been trying to get all week. And I'm almost there with the tickets to, to get it like totally free. I don't have to do any shenanigans. It's not like Genshin when the, where the characters like get are totally out of unobtainable after the three weeks they're on the banner. Yeah. And they and they get you with FOMO pretty much. And it's like, hey, you want this hell. really cool character? <laughs> yeah. It Sorry. Me. It just scares me. I mean, it's great, but I'm like, this is why I can't you do that. You only have to play it a little bit every day for a week, and eventually they just give it to you. You know, you, you just have to, to cut your pound of flesh out every single like, day. It sounds like a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they pay you at the end of the week. Like, you have to turn up every day, but at the end of it, you get it. There's no shenanigans, no nothing. Just go straight into your bank. <laughs> I mean, the, you, you just play the story, and the story is like, hey, here's a character. Take it. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, that's the character that I wanted. I'm just going to keep telling the story because this is entertaining. That's the thing. I Fair hope enough. it holds up for you, Paola. I'm glad you were having a good time now, and I hope it holds up for you. I look forward to hearing how it continues to go. Does it yeah, I really hope it's not like Genshin, which, by the way, the first couple of weeks, weeks playing Genshin, I was actually having fun, and then like, they just blocked me from progressing the game and exploring and more of the world. And holy crap, I, I remember now why I quit Genshin Impact. I just couldn't go to the higher level areas. Yes, they locked it all off, I remember, because we were, we were recording the pod when that happened. You told us about that. Yeah. Oh, Genshin yeah. Impact, they're trying to get at me. Like, I fucking, we let, like, a friend stay with us for a while, and they gave us a, uh, like, a Google, you know, Play Store gift card. So, like, I, I was putting it on my thing, and then suddenly Google was like, here's a free $20 thing from Genshin. I was like, what? And before I know it, it's installing Genshin Impact. And I was like, I just want to put money on it. Stop. I was like, stop it. I don't want it. I don't want it. And I'm like, I, I, I out of principle don't so like again you know i i totally see what you mean like there's lots to enjoy and even the one review on how long to beat says that what is it i love this i played it for more than 1000 hours but for real i think the gameplay and story are top notch also in my opinion it's one of the most uh ftp i'm guessing free to play friendly gatchas on the market so i see what you're saying um sounds yeah. like it's just my issue honestly it's more just like when you play a gacha game, it just it just feels so, you know. <laughs> you know what they want, right? Like ultimately, you haven't paid yet. You know what they want. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels a little bit like I'm playing it with a gun to my head, where the guy's like, "Yeah, you don't I need that. to. I relate to that. I won't shoot you." Yeah, but we'll starve if you don't. <laughs> I've talked about it on the pod before, like the South Park game fucking broke me at the end when they're like you spent zero dollars and all the kids go off and like, oh man oh we made no money off this oh shit it's like yo don't pull at me like that that's not okay <laughs> yeah like when i was playing Genshin Impact, i felt like that like someone was like you can play for free you don't have to pay but we'd really be happy if you actually paid and see that's but why like sure, I get... it's not it's not a way like there's see... no pressure I still feel that though, because whenever I touch one of these free-to-play gacha games, I'm just like, 
wish I could just pay for it and deal with it that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because there is this assumption. There's that weird feeling of like, but like you should buy something, you know? Like, and that's that's just a me thing. I get that feeling whenever I play any of them. Though I guess you're saying this one has like the the least amount of that. But I don't know. You're probably yeah. good at tuning it out now, though, because you played a few a fair bit of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at tuning it out, and also uh, I played a lot of. I haven't finished like Chronicles two, and that has a gacha system that is like you can get them everything for free. You already paid for the game, but it's like. You have to actually work for the um, crystals that you have you you can get, and this is the easiest way for it to be done. Is like go dive at certain point, get the enemy out of the uh, surface of the earth, and just like uh, what was it like chapel, um, do the, like the combo thing, and you get a crystal like. 100% of the time. Uh, still there, I lost way too much time just to get the crystals. Here, I just play the game, and it's like, oh, it seems that it's gacha time, because I play like 20 stage of the game, and now I have the, the crystals to go. It's not, like, disruptive yeah. of the gameplay. It just encourages you to play the game. It's weird. It is very, very weird. Well, they all want you in. <laughs> yeah. Ah oh, well, not for me, but it sounds like you had fun. So, yeah, that is me for now. Uh, Rick or Alex, any one of you want to jump in? Go on, then I'll jump in. Um, so, what have I been playing? I, I'll be honest, like you, Paolo, I've, I'm playing the Minish Cat, but I've not really touched it. Like it's there. You mean it's like the past. <laughs> shit? Yes, Link to the Past. I yeah, I tied Minish, Minish Cat is great. <laughs> <laughs> I, Minish Cap's exceptional. I love Minish Cap. It's like one of my favorite Zelda's that I've played. Um, but Link to the Past, I have barely touched um, this past week. Railbound, I've been picking at. I've just gotten to the point where like, you're in the puzzles where you start getting passengers. Um, it's still good. It, I'm still playing more of it. It's still happening. A um, few new games for me, now that my, my slots have cleared out a little bit. First of those is Void Bastards for PC. It's like a weird... Um, First person procedurally generated roguelike shooter thing. Um, you are a um, indentured sort of servant kind of thing. You've got to like collect scrap from the ships. There's like a galaxy map and you move from different ship nodes. I've only played like an hour. The initial impression I get is that the systems are strong and I like the vibe. It's got a very sort of British sense of humor, which is obviously working for me. Uh, I like the comic book styling. I like the the cell shading visual sort of thing. Um, haven't had a lot of combat yet, but what's been there I've liked, and I can already see that it's building towards this sort of later game tension of managing your health along with various other resources, including your oxygen. It's not too aggressive on it yet, but I can definitely see where it's going. Then it might be down the line. Um, I've picked Luigi's Mansion Two back up. Nice. Really good. I've not played a lot of it yet. I played like the opening bit of the next level that I had because I played it for a little bit and then put it down. It's great. I like the setup way more than the original Luigi's Mansion. They've definitely been a bit more thoughtful about fitting it within the constraints of the 3DS hardware. Yeah, easy recommend for me as it stands. And finally, 
and this is a replay for me, and it's been a fun one to go back to, uh, the High Moon Studios Deadpool game from the PS3 360 era that then got a PS4 port in line with the Deadpool 2 movie and has since been delisted digitally. So I paid a little bit over the odds for the PS4 disc to play this again um, because I originally played a cracked PC copy and I felt like I wanted a copy of my own. The gameplay is pretty middle of the road. Like It's basic light attack, heavy attack, dodge, but also you've got guns. It's functional. It works. The The comedy is laugh a minute, and it's every bit as funny as I remembered it being when the first played it. Um, I think it, it justifies itself by the setup and by the writing. Um, it nails the tone of Deadpool. It does a little bit more in terms of deeper cuts from the comic book history um, and also the character's um, sort of comic book canon. So in the game, he can teleport which you couldn't do in the films for like practical film reasons. Um, but that's a load of fun. Uh, and that's sort of tied into your dodge mechanic. Your dodges are teleport away. Um, yeah, I, I can't necessarily recommend it per se, because it's a bit tricky to come by now. But it's good. I like it. I hope they put it back on the store when they make another Deadpool movie. Fingers crossed. Um, Fingers crossed. Fingers I actually crossed. have that one on my backlog because I got it like a long time ago. Um, yeah, it was like a couple, uh, more than five years ago that I got the game. And I paid maybe like 10 bucks for it because I don't know, the person who had it didn't want it anymore and they didn't know what they had in their hands. Yeah, it's um, tricky to come by. Now, like, there's quite a few like that, like Transformers Devastation, like really good games from that gen that just didn't have strong licenses and just fell away like devastation's yeah. exceptional devastation is much better gameplay wise like the gameplay for this is fine but it's not going to blow your mind um it's very full functional it doesn't really push the envelope but it doesn't really have to because you're there for the character and the humor and on that front it absolutely delivers and the gameplay is good enough to carry you from punchline to punchline to set piece to joke to cameo to character I think my favorite part from memory, I haven't quite got back to it yet. There's a bit where you're flying with Wolverine and you both crash land and Deadpool's slapping him to try and wake him up and he keeps going and it's this Stanley Parable-esque <laughs> skit where there's just more and more jokes and he keeps slapping and slapping and slapping. Then once they keep the jokes end, you can keep slapping as long as you want and you're just there and eventually he'll stop. You can go back and slap him some more and it's just so on point in terms of the humor. I, I really enjoy the game. I like it. I well, I enjoy the package. I enjoy the story and the comedy much more than the game. The package is great. Uh, and that's me for playing presently. Alex, why don't you jump in? Hey! So to continue uh, your trends, I have also touched Disco Elysium and nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> I booted it up and I moved a few feet and I was like, oh, I'm done. I love this game, but man... Until next week. It's so hard to get motivated to play it because I just, I do a lot of like reading and, and, and talking stuff throughout my work. And so when I know I'm going to boot this up and I'm like, I know I'm going to go through like this whole, I don't have to think a lot and, it, and it's, it's amazing, but it's just, it's a lot, you know? It's I just, work. Yeah. I yeah. It. I it really it. is. And like, it truly is incredible, but it's just a lot. Um, we we kind of already talked about Live Alive. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm on this like, you know, final chapter essentially um is is what i'm doing now 
uh, enjoying it. I think the the far future is the worst campaign easily. It's just yeah. it's not even a campaign. You just move around and touch things. Um, that's like basically it. <laughs> How would you rank the campaigns from worst to best? Because I think we agree hmm. the far future is the weakest. Like you can see where it's coming from, but it doesn't necessarily hold up near thirty years hence. Yeah, let me let me um let me see here. Let me let me. I, I gotta remind myself of all of them. Okay, so let's see. So you've got we have prehistory, Imperial China, Twilight. Blah, blah. I think the Wild West was my favorite. I agree. Um, yeah, I really liked the Wild followed West. Closely followed closely by the Middle Ages and then by Imperial China. Mm, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and I then mean, I think I, I liked Twilight of Edo Japan in spite of itself. Yeah. Then the near future, then prehistory, then present day, and then the distant future. I think that's I, my order. Yeah, that's similar to mine. Like, I think I would be putting um, like most of those in the same, but I would, I would bump the present day up higher because I, I did actually like that kind of boss rush learning. I liked learning their moves. I thought that was kind of cool um but i, I felt very similar to like the far future i think i liked the idea more than i liked the execution yeah that's fair yeah um the near future is like quite low on my list uh, I, I kind of enjoyed it a bit later but to me that one is like super uneven wherein it has a later half that's quite enjoyable and its first half is very it's it's almost like the distant future where it's just kind of go to this place go to that place go to this place a little bit um a bit. yeah yeah but yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I'd say, like, the list you gave, I wouldn't change it much at all. Um, none of them were, like, terrible. There's just some that were, like, that was just fine, right? And that's how I feel about uh, things like the distant future. So, anyway, um, enjoying it, though. And I do recommend people try it out as well, because it is a pretty cool. <laughs> um, let's see. What else am I playing? Oh, I started Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. Nice. Yeah, this game's great. Um, it's a... How would I describe this game? Like, it, it's... I guess it's, it's like an XCOM, but it's not turn-based. So, like... Or I guess, like, maybe, like, Desperados, if anyone's ever played Desperados. It's a stealth... It's a stealth... Real-time strategy game, I guess? I don't know. Or it looks a little bit like Jagged Alliance, but with ninjas. Yes, it is like Jagged Alliance. Um, except even Jagged Alliance has turns, right? There's no turns oh, okay. in this. You just it's all free movement. Like you're just going through. I thought that was Jagged Alliance. I thought that was RTS as well. No, Jagged Alliance um is still turn based and you have like okay. movements. You have like a certain amount of actions that you can do. So think in XCOM, right? Where like you have in Mario Rabbits as well, like you have a character. And all action will pause, and then you will have a certain amount of like action points, right? Same as the right. Wasteland series, that you can move, and then you can perform an action. Well, in this one, um, there's no, like, they're absolutely, it's all no real turns. time. Everything's just going, yeah, no turns at all. So you're just moving your characters around, and there's no pausing. So you uh. can, and it's a stealth game. So you're trying to get through, because it's set in Japan, and like, I don't actually, I don't know if it tells you, I mean set during like you know there are shogunates so i mean that time <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like vaguely 
oldie time Japan, feudal Japan. <laughs> um, and you have a series of five characters that you don't use at all times. Like they, they kind of mix them up uh, as you play along and you play through missions. Uh, open-ended, um, super fucking great. I, I really love it. Um, and you have this thing called like shadow mode. So what you can do is you can like hold shift and time will sort of slow a little bit and you can designate an action to one of your characters and then switch to the other character, hold shift and do it again. Then you can hit enter and they will just do all the actions at the exact same time. So you can set up some pretty cool things. Like, you know, I've had like one guard staring at another guard and I need them both down. So I, you know, set my shadow for both of my characters to attack them at the same time. So they both are alerted, but they're killed right away. Right. So you're like, yeah. Um, And whereas you wouldn't have been able to do that the other time. Right. Um, And each character has like a couple different, moves most of them there's like a kill move um there's some kind of like potentially distractor yeah like they have a special ability um most of them have something that distracts or attracts the enemy um some will have traps others might have long range things like they all have um, a very different skill set right um and the way that I would describe right now, because I've I have I've now played with everyone, and essentially you have a like traditional shinobi who is like all about you know um, pran- hitting from the shadows, can like climb all sorts of stuff. You have a samurai who is good at dispatching a lot of units at once and can carry heavy shit, but can't climb stuff. So like you're gonna have to help him get around things. Um, you've got one lady who's also kind of a shinobi, but she can put on disguises, which is dope. And so she can kind of walk freely. You've got a sniper who's awesome as old man. And then there's uh, this like young thief who can set up traps. And the traps are really satisfying. <laughs> she can uh, carry, she can carry bodies, but not in the way the other, she, the other characters yeah. can. So she takes a lot. Yep. She just drags them. Mm-hmm. And that's the neat and thing. And it's slower. Yeah. And you can hide bodies into like bushes and stuff. And bushes are your number one friend. And it's in an isometric perspective. Um, it is very hard. Um, and, and not like unfairly hard. It's just like, it's, it's hard in your brain. Because you really have to like look at the space and figure out like, how the fuck do I do this? And it's super satisfying in that sense. But it's also, and I'm really glad it's in mission format. Because honestly, after one mission, I am taxed. My brain is just like, oh. I need to lie down. Because <laughs> you know? you've played this, right, Paula? I actually haven't played this. My boyfriend oh, okay. has played is showing me showing the game to me. And I just chime in here like like here and there, like to say, hey, maybe if you do this, it it would it will work. Or like nice. or this idea might be good. And like, oh no, you already tried that and didn't work. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Uh but it, it looks quite fun. Like the way the all the units feel very different to play us, but at the same time, they 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 all feel viable in a way. Like you don't feel like you you're totally stuck in this mission. I don't remember yes. if there's like any mission where oh, and the missions like they are like handcrafted for each character. Like yeah. There's there's uh one of the missions where the the young thief goes like um somewhere, not gonna say where, and something happens and she has to do a thing. 
and it feels so different like to any other level where she's with the uh, shinobi because it takes into account what she can do and she can't do or what she does best. And in that way, I feel the game is very balanced and very satisfying to play. Even though I haven't played it, it's just like it, it looks very satisfying to play. No, you're, like you're once spot you crack on. the code. Yeah. Well, exactly, because each level is really tailored to the characters that you possess for that level, which is what I think is so wonderful about it is that they have five characters, but it's not like they're just throwing you into a mission. Like, I'm sure there'll be a mission where you have all five, but like um, they're not doing that from the outset they're mixing the characters up based on story reasons and i really love it because i feel like they're very gradually increasing your abilities with all of them um and like when you finish they show challenges and some of the challenges i'm like how the fuck would you do that like there's some that are just like (laughs) people can actually like go through a whole thing without killing anyone get this mission done like oh my god like it's just like i guess you knock them out but if you knock and this is something i do also like you can knock people out but if you knock people out in this game they'll wake up like they don't they're not just like knocked out and done like they're they'll wake up because it's like to knock out a human being is to give them brain damage so i mean like they're not you can't just like knock a person out for good they're dead <laughs> so i kind of like that in terms of stealth um because sometimes there'll be civilians who are around and they won't attack you but they'll alert enemies sometimes you gotta like knock out a civilian so you can get by and stuff and it's just like yeah it's really cool it's really cool and fun um i would not in the slightest recommend this game on consoles. I think this would be horrific on console. Yeah, it's it's on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, which is why I'm saying I do not recommend you do that there. (laughs) Um, No. Because you really need all your hotkeys for this. Like, I'm telling you, I'm like hotkeying between the characters and like moving around and like moving my camera and stuff. I'm sure they've done a decent enough job, but because it's real time, um, you want to really make sure you're, you're like good to go. Um, so yeah, I like it. There's also an expansion that I, um, I also have because this, this game was like bundled in just a ton of like fanatical bundles, I think. And so like, I just picked it up at some point and I was like, oh, give it a shot. Um, and I'm glad I did because it's very fun. So anyway, that's Shadow Tactics. That's Shadow Tactics. Go play it on PC. Yes. Play it on PC. Um, oh, I also started, I, I just started playing Super Mario Maker 2 again because um this dude just released like a full fucking mario game um through super mario yeah so it's called um he calls it it's it's uh it's mikey underscore mike super mario bros 5 eight worlds um like 40 courses or something like that um and it straight up Honest to God, feels like a Mario game. Like, it is really, really good. I think I've beaten through the third world now. Um, like, just released it today while I'm, I'm doing it. So, um, I'm pretty sure Tiamat posted this in, in, in the Discord. So, you can find the code there. But I'll, I'll send you all the code, too. But uh, it's it's really great. Because, like, they of course, they, they introduced this, the idea of, like, the super worlds, right? Like, before it was just courses. But, like, um, Mario Maker, a little while ago, gave the ability to create, like, actual like worlds out of this. And so, and and the thing about this one that makes it feel so different, um, because let's be honest, most of the time when you play Mario Maker levels, everyone's trying to be shitty, right? And they try to make like these really like intense, crazy, impossible to beat things um, that are like super hard. But that's not the purpose of this at all. 
like his purpose when he set out to make this and he started this in 2015 so it was he started this on mario maker the first one um and then changed uh. it over it's been in yeah it's been in the works for seven years and his goal with this was to like make something that actually feels like something nintendo would put out right so challenging but not unfair and clever right and it really feels like that the levels are themed the things that you could do i straight up i i admit i had a very funny laugh because like i i died at one point from something that i was like that was actually pretty clever <laughs> and then, you know you had a moment <laughs> where i was like okay you've taught me not to fuck around like that and i found out so i'm like all right i will try this way and just like there are a bunch of different things where it feels it has that um like Mario games at their best for me, give me that sense of like discovery, but also that like, oh, feeling, right? Where like you do something and you're like, oh shit, oh, that's, oh, look, that thing's there. And there's a lot of that in this um, where it feels like every level has a ton of extra stuff within it, um, but you could just play through it fine and it's, it's all good, it's fun. Or you can like try to explore a little more. And it's really neat because it feels kind of like a greatest hits in some ways because each level is, is different, right? So like some levels are with the, you know, the original Mario Bros, Super Mario Bros um, uh, style, right? And then you have some levels that are Super Mario World, some that are Super Mario Bros uh, 2 and, or 3, right? Um, and so, like, they uses all these different styles. Um, and I, it's just, it's awesome. It's just awesome um, and really fun. And I highly recommend playing it because you basically now, it, to me, it feels like it is, this feels like the proper story mode for Mario Maker in a way. Like it feels like the obvious thing of where it's like, here is a full game made in it. Now, the one thing that can be that kind of can suck is that obviously you can't carry over power-ups from other levels. So I think one thing that he's done to kind of to ease that problem is that there are a lot of coins in these levels. So you get a lot of lives racked up because I really think he doesn't want you to well, you know, like die and like have to lead kind of thing. So like you can kind of go through and like it guides you through pretty nicely with that. So I, I do really appreciate that. And each level is designed in such a way that like it, it clearly knows you're not bringing a power up in, which I actually think in some ways uh, makes it even more interesting because he can really curate each level. Um, and then I, I know sometimes the fun of Mario is you've got to break them, but like each level is quite curated in what you'll receive and at what times. So uh yeah, I found that pretty fun. So anyway, I highly recommend people check this out if you have Mario Maker 2 uh, and you want to play another Mario game. Um, this is the one to do it with because it's it's just really good. It just feels like Mario. And that is the highest compliment I can give it because let's be real. Mario has a lot of innovation in it and there's shit in this that I was like, I've never done this in a Mario game before. <laughs> like honestly, I was like, whoa, I didn't even know that power up existed. Um, it was pretty fun. There's even some throwbacks to like, uh, you know, Super Mario Land on the GBA. Um, yeah, because there are some of those power ups and oh god, and the music because you can choose all the different from all the. Oh, anyway, I'm really digging it. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's it for what we've been playing. One thing that we should talk about. So, um, as we all know. Um, I won the 14th round um, of how long to be the fourth round. Did I say 14th? Jesus, that's a little bit. You did off. say 14th. I was like, uh, the fourth. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, one, yeah, yeah. The one fourth. four, right? Four, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, one four, sure. 
Four. Four, <laughs> damn it, Rick. Four. <laughs> um, uh, round of how long to be the game. No, this is the third round. We're in the fourth round. What is wrong with me? Yeah. Ready? Help me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the third, the third, it's the third round. Yes. It's the fourth round of the second yeah, version, i.e. the new format, the How Long To Beat podcast. And I actually checked. This is the last week of game week one. Yes, okay. So now that we're all thoroughly You hosted one, I hosted one, and now Paola's posting one. But exactly. before we even go into that, we have a topic, question mark? We do, but I... We're, oh, I before, to talk before about this. that, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. we both fucked it up. Yeah, we're all fucked. Yeah. So let's just Premium take a podcast second podcast here. Root <laughs> and content, only on How Long To Be Podcast. So because I won the last game, I got to choose Round the game that three. we're playing. And we voted between Resident Evil 2, Yakuza 0, and Crusader Kings 3. But we all kind of came to the decision that Resident Evil 2 is the one that is winning the poll and the one that we love the most. And so we're going to be playing Resident Evil 2, which I'm very excited about because, oh, listen, y'all, you've never played any Resident Evil, right? And I think this is the best one to start with. I really do. Because I think as much as I love Resident Evil 4, I, I do really love it. Um, it's a bit long and it's a bit older now. And I'm sure that the remake coming out is going to be the best way to jump in. But this game is like supreme. And I've already played it like three times. Um, so... What I'm going to do this time, because I, I am going to play it with y'all, but there's a VR mod that is apparently really good. So I'm going to uh, do a VR run of Resident Evil 2, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> and then I can't wait to hear what y'all think of it. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's triple creature feature um, for Game of the Month, and Resident Evil 2 is nominated. So maybe we'll overlap great time, and yeah. end up playing Game of the Month as well. Because again, there's three that get picked for that. So I feel like RE2's odds are pretty good. If you're listening, vote for it, but you probably won't because the voting will have already happened by the time this is out, so never mind. <laughs> yeah. I, I also need to quickly correct the record. I have, in fact, played uh, Resident Evil Revelations for the oh, PC okay. and Resident Evil Deadly Silence, the DS port of the original. Yeah, those don't count. Um... <laughs> they kind of do, though. They do a little bit. I guess I literally Revelations played the first Resident Evil on the good. Nintendo 3D on the DS. Oh, there was a, the original Resident Evil was on the, the D, 3DS. Deadly Silence is a port of the original. Oh, was it good on there? DS Deadly Silence. I mean, it's it, I guess so. I don't I don't have a point of reference. I've not played it anywhere else. Did you like it? I don't know. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, the first one's old now. Let's be real. I love yeah. it, but it's old. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're gonna yeah. be Resident Evil Two is way different <laughs> oh i played the demo i am i'm acutely aware it's one that like i was like neat i'm gonna come back to this and here we are yeah i'm so glad and paula get ready for spooky times scared <laughs> don't worry um i don't have a segue <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just gonna move you know right what else in. i'm scared of in silver uh, yeah. for you because for fuck's sake monthly uh. challenges are not my thing and why the why is it important? Because it has to do with the topic of the week, game-related things that we enjoy. Yeah, so I guess this so, is just gaming-adjacent things, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I was thinking about this uh, topic because, in particular, I'm currently doing a challenge uh, that involves Otome fan art for an entire month, a daily drawing. And it is going to be hell because I have never stuck to uh, Inktober or like the other October challenge that I did last year. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> I don't know, guys. What uh, game 
adjacent things you enjoy, like before I have the conversation. I mean, in general, I'm an I'm an art book soundtrack wanker. Like, I love the basic gaming adjacent stuff. And if there's like a collected edition with those two in, I'm interested. Like, I love that shit. I've got quite a few art books actually. I know um, downstairs, I've got the Dragon's Crown one that they made with Udon. Really, really good. Um, collects all the art from the game. Loads of extra stuff, sketches and animations and stuff. I've also, when I was playing Secret of Mana recently, I'd gone back through the um, Art of Mana book that they made. Mm. And that one's really cool because there's, prior to the, um, what's it called? <laughs> prior to the collection of Mana coming out, they've released it. So it's missing some bits and bobs. Um, but, for the most part, it's like all the games in the series and they've got various bits of concept art, even for the different ports of the different games mm. with the artists, with little notes under the pictures talking about, you know, a specific facet of the art or what they were thinking when they made this or what the process was like. It's really insightful as well as having lots of cool art in there. Um, now, at the moment, real weird tangent and one that I had no reason to bring up on the podcast otherwise, um, I was reading up on the Klonoa series a little while back and it turns out, in combination with Udon, and I'm going to link this to both of you now, and I'm going to put a link in the um, file that we use to maybe go in the description when this episode comes out. There's a, a webcomic that like went alongside Klonoa. Like, for such a weird little franchise, it's easy to forget that they went hard trying to make this a franchise. Just off the back of how well the first game did, and then every other game they released did like middlingly to really well below their expectations, and as such... It never really went anywhere, but it, I like the game. It is and a full-color webcomic, holy crap. It's full-color, like, it's made by Udon. If you look at the, the bottom corner, and Udon are like a big comic art book, like proper publisher for these things. And a not insignificant amount of work has gone into making this comic. Yeah, it looks like, good. It's, I'm, I'm, I've not been reading, reading. I'm on, like, comic panel 11, but... <laughs> It's nice, and the art's lovely, and there's just going to be a link down there, so go and have a look at that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about as gaming adjacent and random as they come. What about you, Alex? <laughs> Let's take this away from me. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a little bit like, I mean, you all know that I, I have had a guides had a guides fixation after we talked about it for a little bit, but I got all the guides I wanted. So I do love those because I love looking at the art within them. But I'm also like, I, I think when it comes to gaming adjacent stuff, like, you know, I'm not really involved in any fandoms, I guess. Although, Paolo, you pulled me into fucking Age of Empires 4. I watch Ozzy Dargo's <laughs> streams all the time now. <laughs> or his uh, his casts. Because um, I love that shit. So I, I am involved kind of in there. But actually, maybe that's the area that I'm the most involved in is like video essay world, right? Like that to me oh. is like, and like watching like speedrunners. And actually one that I am big fan of is Tetris, like uh, competitions. I fucking love, I don't watch them that often, but like when I can watch some of like the, the, um, you know, good, big, big games that are coming through, I'm really digging it. Like I, I've been getting into, I guess, like some esports, but, um, often like slightly random ones. Like I feel like I always kind of miss the big train of like really, really popular games, which, um, maybe it's also because I'm intimidated because sometimes those have huge communities who like really know what's up. And so I'm like finding like some of these smaller ones are like a little less intimidating to come in and start enjoying. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that kind of stuff I'm, I'm like a big fan of. And of course, I collect so much. Like it's like the analysis of games. That's really my thing, you know? Like I'm, I'm a fucking nerd and I'm a huge academic nerd who loves to break down film and like theater and all that. Like I was a director, right? My whole job is breaking down scripts and like artwork and like figuring out how it works. And so like, I love reading like essays, like the boss fight books on like the creation of games and like all that background stuff, because it reminds me a lot of like the theatrical processes that I've gone through and like film processes and stuff. And so I just, I just like learning about other artists and like how they, how they work and stuff. So that's kind of my, like my area, I would say when it comes to like game adjacent stuff that I'm just like, that's the shit I love the most, you know? Um, and it's interesting that you bring it up because video essay stuff, it didn't even occur to me that that's gaming adjacent, but like it totally is. And it, it's a weird and wacky world out there. Like for how eclectic his style is, it's mad that Tim Rogers is kind of the most middle of the road video essayist. There's some, there's some nuts stuff out there. I remember a couple of months ago, there was that like mild controversy about, I don't know if either of you guys came across this, the suicide of Rachel Foster. It's like a walking sim game, but yeah. thematically it's pretty fucked up. I've heard, I have this game. It's on my list. And like, I, uh, I've heard that it's kind of messed up and I was like, well, I want to find out for myself, I guess. So I'm going to find mm. out, but I've heard that it's kind of fucked in, thematically, I think. Y2K is another one where it was based on like an actual person's disappearance mm. and the, uh, the, the, the creator of the game, like self-inserted themselves as like the person who saved this girl's life and also the savior of the world and also like the manliest man that ever did man it's a bit suspect yeah it's a lot suspect it's yeah and the game apparently was dog shit as well which you know doesn't help no it oh that makes it much worse to be honest um (laughs) I, i was kind of aware of it because it was supposed to be coming to vita and then they dropped the vita port and then i forgot about it and then a couple of years later the video essay pops up on my youtube recommended and it's like uh, uh, mm. Oh, mm. oh well, fuck! I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Like you know, Tim Rogers is my favorite. Like in terms of, um, because it's so. He does what I think I've always been looking for when it comes to video game adjacent things. My okay. favorite video essay, like for instance, Bible Adventures, the boss fight books. The reason I love that and Tim Rogers is because those look at games from a far larger lens than trying to be kind of objective and myopic about them, right? Like I've, I've seen so many video essays that analyze Super Mario 64 and talk about how it's good that I could fucking, I could probably write a, like a master's thesis on that game just based on the regurgitated opinions that I've seen from others. And that's fine, you know? You gotta kind of get to that point, right? Like these games have to be talked about. But what I think is beautiful about some of like the things that Tim Rogers do, and I think in general, people are moving more in this direction and they're feeling more free to bring up their just like human experience with art, right? And like how it affected them and why it affected them and why something resonates with them and how it inter- intersects with other types of uh, art and of, with games and everything, right? And like, the reason I talk about the Bible Avengers one is because he talks about his like struggles as like someone who was like Christian, um, but isn't anymore. I can't even remember. But anyway, it like really hits on this whole like the like Christianity in the United States and how it had birthed this game, right? And like the complexities of that. And so yeah, it's not just some kind of like 
minute breakdown of the game itself, which is interesting and I do like, um, but it weaves in so much more to create this kind of interesting story. And that's the thing that I find like Tim Rogers does with his things. And I also fully understand if people don't enjoy his stuff because it's super long. And I'd be like, I get it. It's fine. I totally get it. But I love it. It works for me, you know? <laughs> and it's also like he has a very specific style. It's very meandering. And there's always an end point. But I definitely would understand if someone was like, just get to the point, dog. Yeah. It, like, Which that's... is kind of the point, but also like is totally a fair criticism. It's also kind of like the point of a lot of these games. Like I find like all of his, his things are, are kind of structured in a way that reflects the games in some sense, right? Like, um, yeah, like that meanderingness, even in his, I've been watching through, the reason he's so on my mind right now is because, yeah, I did do the Cyberpunk, but I was reading, I was watching his uh, Boku no Yatsumi uh, review that just Which came Which the time recording dropped yesterday. It yeah. was a premiere, so I was like, fuck that, I want to wait until it's one and a half speed and I've got some time to play Rocket Same. League with it in the background. Yeah, I'm like halfway through right. with I didn't notice games. a terrible video yesterday. Yeah, it's six hours and 40 yeah. minutes long. Um. Damn. I mean, that's the mad thing. Sometimes the videos are like, not longer than the games, but long enough to be like okay. a proper experience in their own right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there... I watched the Tokimeki... Oh. The Tokimeki Memorial I watched Memorial the Tokimeki one. Memorial one. And so... it was... It is very good. It's like you play the game. I have to get it. Huh? It's, yeah. yeah, it's like you play the game. And it was uh, it was because our friends sent, sent the, the video to me because it, I was uh, telling them, hey, maybe I will play Tokimeki Memorial Girl Side, which is the Ajoma version of, of Tokimeki Memorial. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, before you watch it, or like even before you play it, uh, look at this and he sent me the video it was like holy crap dude this is like four hours and a half long or like five <laughs> hours i don't remember how long it's like five yeah it took me weeks to watch it i do like 1.5 almost too but the, the crazy thing is like the production is also incredible like you know it's there's no yeah. like it's not half-assed it's not just like random gameplay every time like it's very specific and i'm like holy hell yeah. anyway that's my kind of gaming adjacent stuff it's, it's, it's analysis essentially but uh what about you, Paola? <laughs> I enjoy a lot of stuff uh, gaming adjacent. I really enjoy reading like through art books or like compilations of stuff where the there's like um I wanna say like a process of design behind the thing. Like, hey, we have this concept art for the game. We choose this concept art because hey we like it more or like we like this enemy design more because x y or z reason and stuff like that i also like reading like the comments from the uh, producers or developers of the game mainly because it gives me like a more insight on what gaming development is but also the one number one thing that i do besides being like just lurking in the fandom of uh, of the Atomic community or theorizing stuff on Zelda or just like watching the videos about Zelda theories because, well, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, sorry, Tears of the Kingdom is coming out. So my YouTube feed is full of just Zelda theories about the latest trailer, which was like two minutes, but who cares? They made like three. There's a YouTuber that already, that has already done like three videos on it. Just out of those two minutes and they're like 10 minutes each which 
dude, how do you do that? But the main thing that I like to do is artsy stuff. I like to craft and make stuff. So in particular, I like doing perler art, which is um, perler. I like these uh, beads that you put into a yeah a vase and then like just over here. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Know. Crack on, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I just had but, a flashback to my childhood. I had these as a kid. Never made anything as cool as the Jack bro that you've got on screen for me here. But yes, I know <laughs> that we're talking about. I completely spoke over your description, so tell the people listening what it is. Sorry. Sorry. Um, don't worry, Rick. Uh, Perler, I like these little bits that are ironable, and you just like make figures over a board and then iron them out, and then you have a 2D art. So the people usually do pixel art with this. Though there are like very crazy people who do like big illustrations with just with pixel art, and I don't have the patience for that. But kudos to who they who, sorry, kudos to whoever does have the patience and the talent to make those masterful pixel art pieces in real life. The other thing that I do is just knitting or crocheting. And people on the comments zone can see it, but I have a little score bunny uh, here. And if you look at score bunny, I try to get as close to as close as possible in the Amigurumi. Wait, wait, wait. Did you make that? I made this. The fuck? Damn. Okay. I mean, on the shelf, it looks like a legit thing. Sorry, like, I thought you... that was. Yeah, I honestly, it looked like a legit. So good job, because I, <laughs> I honestly thought that if was. If you just, see, it, you see the stitches. I can there. see it. Yeah. Oh, you gotta put a. You gotta. Yeah, you gotta put a picture in that. Um. For the community, because yeah, that's impressive to... shit, girl. <laughs> I usually like crocheting and stuff like that, and the main thing that I do is just drawing, drawing fan art or like. Once in a blue moon, I do draw the stuff that is like original, especially like because I either feel like it or like there's a copycat word or any other kind of contest coming. But I mostly do fan art of stuff and post it. And like, I just like to to either post the stuff online like and get feedback for it, uh, or like just go into the into other people's profiles and see what they do because I like to see like. Okay, what what do you do? What's how do you do it? And if they have a video on how they um, draw the stuff, it's like that's better. And in particular, I really enjoy drawing fan art. That's that's the thing that I do uh, gaming adjacent. Besides, just oh, and I used to play a lot of Pokemon TCG. Right now, I'm in a not gaming related TCG. That's because the legendas or myths and legends. Which is a Chilean game, a Chilean TCG, uh, which I highly recommend, especially the first block because all other blocks are broken. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's and right now since I already said I'm working for an automatic solver thing, there's the thing. Um, I used to take part on Inktober. That is like okay, you have a prompt list for the month of October, and you have to draw like one drawing per day using just ink and since well the guy behind 
of Inktober isn't like the nicest person alive and everyone hates him now. Oh, I no. just go on and doing like uh, my own thing that is Otome October since last year, where um, last year I, try, I tried to do like just ink, but this year I'm trying to do like mixed media or like markers and other stuff where every day is a Tome day and you draw a character from a prompt list, which I have right here. And uh, maybe, I don't know, who's, uh, who's editing this week? You. Because I would like to put a link in the description. Oh, that's me? Oh, perfect. <laughs> I, I, I was going to um, put a links thing at the bottom of the, um, the working document next to the timestamps just to make life easier for us. Yeah, been added yeah. a couple. But yes, it is your edit. So go to town, pal. It is my edit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to add the prompt list, which, by the way, a friend helped me a lot to come up with the prompts. So this time it's Pokemon's, Pokeballs and Nisa's October Atomic Challenge. But nice. anyway, if anyone wants, likes to draw and they just want a prompt list and they don't care about Atome, just take the prompt list and go, go, like, go with it. It doesn't matter if it's the time or not. Just draw what you like, like, uh, and have fun and stuff like that. So those are like, yep, yeah, that's that's those are the things that I like to do nice. in my free time related to games when I'm not playing games. Basically, what we've learned today is we're all very obsessed with video games. <laughs> we have problems. Yeah, who would have thought these video game podcast hosts would like video games? It's wild. <laughs> crazy, um, crazy. Well, tell us what your video game adjacent shiz is. I mean, who knows? There's tons of stuff. Maybe there's something more we don't know about that we would like to do in the future. <laughs> uh, but until I'll then, see it, but I'm not. All right, let's play. How long to beat the game? Where this is, yeah, so this is last week. So this is Paula's turn, I believe, to pick a game. And so essentially, we're going to receive a game title, and Rick and I are going to have to guess main time, main plus, and 100% off of good old mm -hmm. how long to be. And whoever gets the closest to the correct time gets a point. With a total of five possible points, because we have a bonus round worth two points, which is dealer's choice, as they say. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, All of which to play for time. Just randomizing power. these until I find a suitable candidate. Oh, good. I can continue then. Uh, <laughs> the current standings yeah, go ahead. are Pal is leading with six. Rick is in second with three. And I'm all the way down there with a one. I didn't do great last week. But you know what? I won the last round, so I'm not too sad. <laughs> Wait, I, I forked this. Please continue making time. <laughs> okay, very bored. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else, girl. I, I did everything. I think I explained it as well as I possibly can. Um, it's been going good so okay. far. Mm -hmm. you, there, I have two options right now. I'm trying to decide. Okay, let's go with something you've never heard of before. Okay. And I don't know how it, it actually got into the... Oh, there's a lot of people have actually played this. Huh. Anticipation's killing me. Okay. So the game is, and I'm gonna post it on the chat because I'm gonna for, I'm gonna butcher this. Is Katawa Chojo? Uh, okay. 
Katawa Shoujo. Okay. Yeah, this is the um, the 4chan visual novel. It's kind of dirty. Oh, okay. Is it? it yeah. It's a shockingly good game considering its origins. It's actually a really nice VN. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really highly rated. It's it's highly regarded for a reason. It's actually quite a good game. Wow. It is a visual novel dating scene which you pursue girls with a disability of some sort. That is a terrible like description, but it is actually spot on. <laughs> it's a rough it's description, accurate, yeah. But it's not the best way of yeah, I played this back in twenty thirteen and it's good. There's no there's no ifs or buts, it's a good game. Nice. Okay. Um yeah, well, you guys guess um the times. I'm trying to think of a question that hasn't been asked on this extra like bonus question. Which by the way, I don't know which question would be quite entertaining. I have no idea Ooh, how long this game is. Be. I actually think I roughly remember, so I'm just gonna be real here. Quiet, quietly confident. Yeah. Doubly so now that you're saying you've not got a clue. I really don't. I'm gonna throw a few guesses in here. Uh, so okay so is this like is this like a multi-route yes okay yeah multi-route there's like a few different girls and each one has got their own campaign it it splits off pretty early and then they've each got their own thing okay well (laughs) so the, the whole concept give you a bit of background like it's a school for differently abled people. You get squeezed in as an ordinary person because you have a heart condition. There's a girl that's in a wheelchair. There's a girl that's missing her arms who, like, is an artist and she paints with a paintbrush in her feet. Okay. Um, there's a girl who's blind, I think. It's actually remarkably sensitively done. It's, oh, <laughs> it's okay. actually quite good. Um, and you can turn the 18 plus bits on or off. They're, oh, they're not cool. integral to the story at all. Like the story totally works without them. All right, I'm gonna do something a little cheeky for for my scores, which we'll see if you can figure them out after. Uh, all right, <laughs> six hours, nine hours, sixty nine hours. No, but that's not quite. But I, I have a slight strategy. That's my scores. But we'll see if it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of. Okay, okay, okay. You gotta think of Let's something. Let's go with. Um, that was more aggressive than I meant to be. <laughs> how many? Uh, how many people has this game on their replay tab? On their replay tab. Ooh. Yeah. The other option was okay. Try to guess which uh, which is the sign I like best, but that would have been like too much. I'm kind of tempted to write sixty nine, but I don't know the. So that. wait, hold on. Wait, what's the question? Are you you're saying how many people have replayed it or? are uh, have it on their replay tab or like no not replay how many replays of this game are okay okay because i was trying to think i was like can you tell how many people have it on a replay tab okay how many replays are there yeah there's like if you go into the page there's playing backlog replays whatever number on replays all right well i i put mine in (laughs) mine's all in yeah i don't know we'll see (laughs) who knows Maybe I'll let's I'll see. So okay. just to let you know, Alex, these, uh, oh. no, go ahead, go ahead. Go I'll ahead. explain my system go after. <laughs> okay, so 
for the main story. Drum roll, please. Alex says, eight hours. Rick says, eight hours. Oh, oh. why are you like Lol. this? Guys, we're not doing this again. Not Please, we're not doing this again. Do this to me. No, we've not done this again. <laughs> Yay, don't don't lie, please. Okay, so we both get that point. I've just got nightmares of the time that we both put the exact same things for all four possibles. Okay, so for the main story, you both guys get a point, and you were like quite spot on because it is seven and a half hours, okay. like just okay. half an hour off. For mm -hmm. main plus. Um, Rick, you said 24 hours. Yep. Alex said 24 hours. Do you know what I did? Okay, hold on. I want to explain this a little bit. So, because no, I'm worried you're about to say exactly what I did. Please don't. Please don't tell me you're about to say five characters, eight hours a character. Yes, that's what I did. Because <laughs> I thought, I thought eight, eight hours. <laughs> My thing is, but, but but one of them is the main character, right? So what I thought was like, okay. I was like, the traditional length of most games is around eight hours, right? And I was like, in a visual novel, that would make sense. So I was like, if this is about dating, I was like, okay, it's probably eight. And then I thought eight times, I don't know. So I, was like, I went like eight, 16, 24. I was like, that's probably good enough. And then I thought, how many are total? Five. And I just did eight times five. Okay. Why? Why? There's, there's those immersion guys. Um... Ugh. We're going to so represent you both, both said points. 40 hours. <laughs> okay, yeah. And um, it is 35 hours. You were yeah, close. okay, fair enough. We were close. Uh, we were close. Um, <laughs> we were. <laughs> <laughs> What's the replay? I got to know. I got to know. I, I, this one, I just remember. Okay, for replays, Alex says 10 replays. Uh-huh. While Rick says 11 replays. Ooh. And the point goes to Rick. He is spot there on. There you go. There's oh, what? 11 replays. Yeah. Damn. 11. What a weird Just round. 11. There you go. Well. Guys, please stop doing this. We cannot have like a decent game or a decent round if you just copy each other as each other answers. But I didn't, call, I didn't know what he put. <laughs> I don't know. You you share a neuron or something. That's the magic the last, at the, light, uh, the last minute. Honestly, oh. it's mostly just because I think at this point, we all kind of know, like, because when you said visual novel, I was like, all right, well, it's a dating one. It can't be that long. <laughs> <laughs> when so I at the end of the first game week, um, Alex has got three more points taking his total to poor. Paula has no more points because she was hosting. She remains on six. And I've leapfrogged into first place with eight points after a clean, sweet round. Uh, so that takes us into game week number two. Are we sticking to like two total game weeks, do we think? So three more rounds of this and then yeah. whoever's... I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, oh, it would have been funny if I did nail that one. Though. We would have been 666, which would have been perfect for coming into Halloween. But we're not. <laughs> we would have been 668. Oh, no, no, no. If you'd won, I thought you meant if you... That's yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, would've... yeah, yeah. It would have been great. But that's, that's all good. I'm happy. I got three points. I'm... I'm, I'm satisfied with that <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> playful oh god wow all right well there you go folks you just never know what's going to happen with how long to beat the game um i don't think we ever had all of them though we've had two before right no 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 no. we did one where we guessed all three of the time we did guess all three bonus round number the same yeah i, I gotta find some more half we hours did exactly the same things for all of the things i mean we were one we were one away from doing exactly the same thing this time 
Right. I did yeah. think about putting 10 and I was like, let's not make it a round number again. Let's like nudge it up. I should have nudged it up. That was my mistake. I shouldn't have made a round number. Yeah. I, but I, yeah, I don't know. I always get nervous to do odd numbers because for some reason I just feel like round safer, but it's usually not. That's all your head. That's what, that's a that's you problem. Is what yeah, that is. that's that's yeah. the strategy. It's I'm not doing the right strategy. Mind. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, at least no. I did it decent enough for the first one. That's so funny. I straight up was like eight times five. <laughs> not only did we have the same numbers, but we got to them in exactly the same way. Yeah, because I thought I could kind of divide for like the main plus. I was like, let's just do somewhere in the middle of that. You know, like oh. I was like, it's got to be more than two, but like it can't be all of them. So I'm like, let's just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm ready for bed. I'm done. Jesus Christ! All right, yeah. And my dog's sitting at the front door. She's like, "Are we gonna go play right now? What's up, boy?" So I gotta go take her out. <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks. Touch some grass. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Toodaloo, folks. Peace.